and things didn't go <laughs> right. And since I was leveraged, even a tiny bit of movement against the account caused the account to be wiped out. Like it was really, really bad. And I, I, I was in shock because I think I lost something like $75,000 in under an hour. And I was like, what? I was, I was numb. I, I couldn't believe it. And I didn't know what to do. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com and join our Facebook group to connect with our community of guests and fellow listeners. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Manush Agarwal. Manush, are you ready to rock? Yeah, I am. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. And I uh, am excited to, we had an interesting talk before we turned on the recorder. And I'm excited for the audience to get to know about you and particularly to get to know about also your podcast. So let me introduce you to the audience. Mm -hmm. Manush is an engineer, inventor, author, and entrepreneur. He is currently working on a groundbreaking AI-based technology that builds meaningful relationships and establishes thought leaders at scale on autopilot. He uses behavioral science and AI to help companies solve complex problems, gain traction, and most importantly, increase revenue. He is also the CIO and founder of Tetra Noodle Technologies, which is a boutique big data consulting company that provides strategic insights and develops problem-solving digital solutions for businesses of all sizes. His popular entrepreneurial podcast, Bootstrapping Your Dreams, got ranked as top 100 next to Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, and Tim Ferris Manush, please take a minute and fill in further tidbits about your life. Well, thank you so much for that intro. Um, yeah, tidbits, you know, I, one of the things that uh, a lot of people know me as uh, I started my career working in a factory in India for $2 a day. And from there, life journey happened, a lot of events, ups and downs. And now I work with some of the top people in the world top Fortune 500 executives, Olympic champions, some celebrities, movie stars, and things of that nature. And yeah, it has been a, quite a roller coaster ride. And when I look back, it's, it's been very, um, how can I say it? It's almost fuzzy how I got here because you, know, you don't remember all the events that, that happened, but somehow I got here. And now what I do is I sort of try to package all the key learnings that I had in my life and build systems around it. Because, you know, one of the things that I'm really fond of is systemizing everything and being a, a software engineer, I utilize my knowledge of automation and AI to uh, help others as well. Like, you know, replicate these systems in their lives and their businesses. Mm, interesting. Well, for the listeners out there, this is a great lesson. If you're young, even if you're middle-aged and even if you're old, you will never know where you're going to go. Mm, you know, from $2 a day in a factory to working with, you know, successful people all across the world. It's a great story. The second thing that I take away is the systemizing. You know, this is something that I, I have a real passion for. I studied with a man named Dr. W. Edwards Deming 
1990 and 1992, when he was 90 and 92. And he talked so much about systems and thinking about the output of systems and how we focus our efforts on the people within the system, but they're just a tiny part. It's the design of the system and the structure of the system, the system that determines maybe 90 plus percent of what actually comes out. And instead we go chasing around the people in the system when in fact it's the structure the machines, the equipment, the raw material that goes in there to get there. So it's a systems is a really something very powerful that people can think more about that. I believe it can solve a lot of problems. It, it, it can, it can. I mean, um, I, I watch, uh, I recommend a movie uh, founders, which is about how McDonald's was founded. And um, there's a scene in there where they tweak the system multiple times before they actually launch their restaurant. And that system actually is the secret behind the success of McDonald's. Yeah, and it's amazing what McDonald's has been able to do is, you know, for anybody that's traveled the world or even throughout your own country, it's the exact same taste at every single branch. And they're doing that in America. They did it with, you know, 16 year old kids working on summer breaks and stuff like that. And they realized that the system was their ultimate value. Let me ask you a fun question. I'm thinking about myself. And my question to you is, and I'll, I'm going to answer my side first and then let you think about it while I'm answering. What's something that you have systemized in your life that most people probably would be surprised or that they wouldn't even thought about systemizing? And I'll think about it for myself. I created, with the help of my business partner, who's crazy about systemizing, I created an Excel file that automatically sends emails personal one-on-one -on -one emails to people that I want to keep in contact with. And it does it with the press of a button. And, you know, you, you, there are email providers out there and other things that can done, but this one does exactly what I want. That's an example of something that I've systemized. I've got a lot of other things, but what would be something in your life that you have systemized? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, you talked about the AI technology we are building one of the things which, as you may know, most engineers are introverted and we have a hard time explaining things to people in a simple language. And that, that wasn't a problem until I wanted to grow my business. And I learned the hard way business is not about providing solutions, it's about building relationships. And with an introverted mindset or introverted personality, not able to explain things in a simple manner, that relationship never went anywhere. I mean, it was very difficult. So now we are systemizing this building of relationships at scale. And that is what has allowed me to work with these world-class people. I had never, if I had to do it on my own, I don't think I would have found the courage to walk up to somebody like, you know, the former director of the CIA and say, hey, you know, I would love to talk to you about something, you know, but the systems allowed us to do all this. And, and that's, that has been very, very rewarding for me. And that's why I just see it's life-changing. And that's why I'm so passionate about that technology we are, we are building and sharing now. Mm. And where for the listeners out there that want to learn more about it and understand what you're doing. I know I have a lot of listeners around the world that are, who are engineers. Yeah, or yeah. are introverted, whether you're engineer or not, where can they learn more about that from you? Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, first of all. Send me a message there or visit my website, manujagarwal.com. It's a long name, but yep. my first name and last name combined.com yep. and uh, find out more over there. 
Fantastic. And we'll have all that in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, so you can follow up. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and tell us your story. Well, okay. So this, this is going back about 11, 12 years. So 2008, I think everybody will remember financial crash. And what happened was, you know, I never knew anything about stock market. I didn't know how to manage money. My dad always said, hey, stay away from stock market. It's, it's gambling. So that fear of stock market was always there in the back of my mind. And then what happened was, you know, you, we have a savings in, in North America. We basically you just go to a financial advisor in the bank and, you know, they say, oh, okay, you know, I'll give you 1% return uh, on some bonds and everything. And if you don't know anything, it sounds like, okay, yeah, you know, just take this money and then put it wherever you think is best, right? You think they have your best interest at heart, but <laughs> as I found out later, that is not the case. Anyway, they did their job. The portfolio didn't go anywhere for, uh, you know, about eight, 10 years where I had invested my money and continuously sort of added to it over, over the years. But 2008 happened and I lost 50% of it in two weeks. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, you know, I never saw any significant returns and all of a sudden I lost 50%. What is going on? And he goes, the financial advisor goes, no, no, no. You got to look at the bright side. We lost less than the market. We lost 2% less than the market. I'm like, how does that help me? Like I'm still out of my, you know, my life saving, like what the hell is going on? So anyway, I mean, that, that chapter closed. And then I was like, you know, I really need to understand this. I, I could not be investing my hard-earned money into something that I don't understand. And so then, you know, utilizing my, again, you know, knowledge of mathematics, automation, I started building some algorithms, started studying the markets and started investing. And as you know, you know, when you are a novice, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So I was making a lot of mistakes, but I was making small bets because I knew, you know, even if I lose them, it's, it's okay. And as I was learning about all these, uh, these paradigms in the marketplace, you know, different industries, how they move, the price movement, how the demand and supply works and everything, I came across a dentist and that dentist was uh, like me, you know, he, uh, he wanted to uh, understand the markets and he said, you know, this stock market is boring. We should try Forex market. I'm like, okay, so let's try a Forex market. I don't know much about it. Tell me, what do you know about it? He goes, you know, I know somebody and he knows how to trade Forex. And he says, it's a sure shot system. Mm. And the other thing is you can leverage your account. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> And he goes, well, in, you know how, when you need to buy a stock, you have to have hundred dollars in your account if you want to buy hundred dollars worth of stock. But in Forex, you can leverage your account hundred times, meaning you may have hundred dollars in your account, but you can buy hundred thousand dollars worth of Forex or any currency. Mm. I'm like, what? That sounds too good to be true, but okay. I mean, that, that, so he goes, okay, let's open a Forex account. And let's leverage to the maximum a hundred times. And then let's put a bet, which is a sure shot bet. 
I'm like, why? What, I mean, what, what do you tell me a little bit more about this? He goes, well, you know, if we put maybe a few thousand dollars, we can, even if you make on the trade, like 10% mm -hmm. on the actual principle, we'll, we'll be almost doubling it, tripling it. Yep. And I'm like, okay, uh, that sounds too, too good to be true. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, we can, we can try it out. Right. Mm. And then I don't recall now it's 11 years, whether that the, what was the first trade or the second trade, the first trade may have gone well. So what I did was I put a lot of money on the second trade and, and things didn't go <laughs> right. And since I was leveraged, even a tiny bit of movement against the account caused the account to be wiped out. Like it was really, really bad. And I, I, I was in shock because I think I lost something like $75,000 in under an hour. And I was like, what? I was, I was numb. I, I couldn't believe it. And I didn't know what to do. And then I was like, and he goes, uh, so I was talking to him. I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, you know, this is, he goes, I don't know either. I even got my dad to invest 40,000 and he's also yelling at me. And I'm like, do you even know what the hell do you, are you doing? He goes, I relied on this other guy. And I'm like, man, like this is just nuts. How am I going to explain this to my family and everything? And I was so tense. I was just hoping that, you know, something will work in my favor. I will recover a little bit of it. I could not, I, I swear to God, I did not sleep even for a second. And I stared at the screen all night, hoping that, you know, it will recover a little bit. It will recover a little bit. And in that doing, it just kept going, going, going. And at the end of the day, when I couldn't take it anymore, you know, I just closed it out and I just lie down on the bed and just try to digest what had happened, right? Mm. I could not believe what had happened. The biggest thing was, it was a huge chunk of my remainder of the savings and I blew it. And yeah. that was the worst investment ever. And how did you feel when you were laying down in that bed? You know, how did you feel about yourself, about what you had done? What was your feelings going through your mind? You know, I felt stupid. I, I was like, yeah how can I be so stupid to, to do this? Here I was yelling at the financial advisor who, you know, who, uh, who lost less than 2%. You only, only lost half your money. Yeah, exactly. And, and I consider myself to be rational thinker, mm. an engineer who, who can sort of analyze things. And here I was completely almost like taken by the market, like, the market just didn't care. Like it's, it's brutal, right? Like you, um, anybody who, who may have gone through some experience like this in real life, you think, you know, people will show you some mercy when you're down, they will stop, <laughs> but the market doesn't care. You know, it just keeps going. It doesn't care. It doesn't give a damn. And that was such a big, uh, blow to your ego, you know? Yeah. So I'm powerless and powerless yeah, yeah. before this market. So how would you summarize the lessons that you learned? Well, the biggest thing is control your risk. You know, I, the, the thing is after, after that, I got 
really good at trading. Those lessons really taught me because once you, as they say, once you burn your hand, you, you know not to go near the stove. And I learned how to manage risk. And then in fact, I went on to lead a group of investors here in, uh, in Vancouver. To my surprise, all these wealthy people, you know, doctors and mm. lawyers, they had tons of money to invest. They don't know and what to do. Exactly where I was when I invested that Forex trade. They had no idea how to manage money. And I kept every meeting, I kept saying, guys, you need to learn about money management. You need to learn about money management. And nobody cared. They mm. were like, you know, tell me the most, how do you pick stocks? Tell me the most quickest way to make money. Tell me how to leverage. Tell me about options. And I'm like, do you know what this could do to you? Like if you invest in the wrong option, options are even more volatile, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, before you go into the market, learn about volatility, learn about probability, learn about money management. And so anyway, I mean, that made me a better investor, but it also taught me there are so many suckers in the market. Every day there are new suckers and that's how the market is built, you know? Mm. Interesting story. Let me summarize a few things I take away. I've written down, you know, a bunch of stuff. The first thing I wrote down was always know how people are being compensated. There is nobody that is contacting you through an email, through a message, through a friend, through a bank. Nobody is doing that out of the kindness of their heart. Everybody. And it's true. I mean, it's right that people do need to be compensated. So know how they're being compensated. The other thing is, you know, I, I, I laugh because you kept repeating something, which was, it was a sure shot. Yeah. Yeah. There are no sure shots. Exactly. Were, <laughs> market experts would take them away from you in an instant. Yeah. yeah and that's the other lesson is that the market is a self-correcting, you know, mechanism. And after 30 years in the market, I can say that even if you, and it's one of the reasons why AI and machine learning have a hard time with it because what part of what they're trying to do is re- identify a repeating pattern. Yeah. But as soon as a pattern starts to repeat enough that it's observable, then people trade on it and machines and other things trade on it. So they're constantly trading away. I would say the only competitive advantage that you, there's a few little competitive advantage that an individual could have at this time. Number one is a long-term view. Yes. Most people are driven by short-term. So if you could take a long-term view, that would be powerful. Second is control of your emotion. If you can go into the market setting, and then that brings to a third thing is develop, you know, follow us a framework. And, um, you know, also, I just want to highlight to the listeners out there, be careful about what also is called pump and dump schemes. And that is where Somebody contacts you and says that, you know, that, look, there is a really good, but you don't, here's a good investment, but you don't have to trust me. Just watch the share price of this trade. Don't even buy it. Just watch. And then they pump that particular stock because it's got low volume and they've got, maybe they get a hundred clients, potential new clients looking at it and then they pump it up and then they go back and then they tell them, Hey, you missed 20% return in a day, but you know, check out the next one and the next one they're not supporting. And then they hurt a lot of people. So always be careful about anybody contacting you about investing. And the last thing that I thought about was how I always tell a, a joking story. And that is, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a dentist 
And I went into the office and I saw the dentist. He had a room full of people holding their faces, you know, pain and all that. And I was like, wow, being a dentist seems like an awesome job. And he's like, yeah, it's great. You know? And like, I, I was like, I really want to become a dentist. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's, you know, could make good money and da, 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 da. And I said, would you mind if I, you know, I see one of your clients out there is holding their face. He says, yeah, he needs a root canal. Mm. And uh, I said, would you mind if I do that root canal on that guy just to see if I like being a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, he's going to say, well, you got to study and you got to work yeah, and you got to do this. And you got to do your internship. And you're talking about five or 10 years before you actually do your first root canal. Yeah, exactly. But in the world of finance, the less you know, the more we welcome you. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, that is an, a lesson for everybody to keep in mind that, you know, the financial world is, is very dangerous. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? One thing goes back to systems. You know, after this experience, I sat down and built a system which took all this into account, you know, risk management, money management, how much to invest, when to go in, when to get out. And this was all tested on the historical data. Testing doesn't prove anything that it's going to work sure shot, but it gives you some confidence. And it also gives you your own risk tolerance in terms of the actual amount you're willing to lose. And um, that has been my learning that if you really want to work and manage money and uh, sort of trade the markets, you have to have a system and every system needs to be personalized based on your preference. Mm -hmm. So last question, what's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, right now I'm really excited about this AI that we are bringing to the market. My goal is to share it with as many Fortune 500 companies, first of all, but also make impact in individual entrepreneurs or startup founders' lives because this is very impactful. That's what I'm working on. That's exciting. Fantastic. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember to go to myworstinvestmentever.com and join our Facebook group to connect with our community of guests and fellow listeners. As we conclude, Manush, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? No, just, just be careful out there and learn about the market before you get into it. They can be rewarding, but if you don't do your research, they're going to be very, very merciless. <laughs> And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.